recorded live. Well, hi, everyone, and happy September. Welcome to our September 3rd, 2015 edition of the Everything is Energy show. This is your host, Judy Greeno, here to talk about the AIM program of energetic balancing with its developer, Stephen Lewis. Stephen is also the co-author of Sanctuary, the Path to Consciousness, which chronicles the decades of work and history that preceded the launch of the AIM program. We encourage everyone to enjoy that novel way more than once to go with that. Please don't hesitate to look at all the other resources and information on all of our websites, your facilitator site, or aimprogram.com, because trust me, there's been a lot of stuff that's happened since that book was published. We'll be talking about some of that today. So take advantage of everything we have to offer you. As we begin, we want to remind our listeners that AIM Energetic Balancing is not medicine or what we tend to think of as traditional health care, and it does not diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure disease. EMC Squared's holographic spiritual technology helps you heal energetic imbalances in consciousness, where everything is created and where all true healing occurs. Only you can heal you, and AIM assists you in doing so 24-7. Imbalances in consciousness are what EMC Squared believes to be the predispositions or potentials for eventual negative manifestation unless healed by you. Once healed from your consciousness, hereditary imbalances are gone for good. They don't return and cannot be passed on to offspring. Hence, Stephen's infamous phrase, become the first in the history of your family with no family history. Just as every individual is unique, please remember every AIM participant's healing experience is unique to them. When discussing energetic imbalances, as we will do today, that may have names that are the same as or that are similar to the names of diseases, remember, we work with and are talking about energetic imbalances only, not about actual diseases. And lastly, remember, as we do not perform any physical tests of any kind, we cannot and do not confirm or dispute any medical diagnosis. Good morning, Mr. Lewis. How are you? Oh, I'm fine, Judy. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We're we're overjoyed here in Vegas because it's it's below 100 degrees for like I don't know the first time in 60 days. <laughs> well, where I am on the Pacific Northwest and the coast, um, it's the heat's on, and I have in my living room I have a, a big log burning fireplace. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And it's definitely not time for that. But there's also a built-in propane fireplace. Mm. And that's on. Wow. Which well, is amazing. That, yeah, that is. Well, you know, we're, we're a ways away from that. But like I said, we're just grateful that it's going to be just like, I don't know, 98, 99 today. That's a, that's a little bit of a relief for us. Yeah, I lived in Vegas. I know it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I don't been, have to take your word for it. I no, know. it's been a, it's been a toasty couple of a couple of months here. So we are just uh, we're overjoyed to get back down. That's more normal, the mid nineties, and and the biggest thing I think, Stephen, is that we, we're now going to see it cool off a little more at night. When it doesn't get much below ninety degrees at night, that's kind of brutal. So we're we're pretty happy. Looking well, forward you know, to the long weekend. That's Vegas. I yep. I prefer. Four seasons. Yeah. And but I'd like the fourth season to have no snow. <laughs> See, that's why okay. I like it here. <laughs> um, well, no, no, no. I, I would say in the last three years here, I've had a total of three quarters of an inch of snow total. Yeah. That's no snow. I can live with that. Mm-hmm. Easily, easily. Um, not a problem. But it, but it's cool enough. It. 
at least half the year, every night, you have a, you bring in some logs and start a fire, huh. which I like. Yeah. I enjoy that. Now, enough about me. Um, <laughs> we got a program here. Indeed. And who else is there? I know. I want to talk about a friend. We lost a friend this week, folks. A good friend. Um, I mean, Dr. Wayne Dyer. And I'll talk about what I found energetically causes demise and a little bit more than that about him because there was a great deal more. There's a poem written by a guy named W.H. Auden and it's called In Memory of William Butler Yeats. And it be in, in, in it he goes, Earth, receive an honored guest. William Yeats is laid to rest. Well, you know what? Earth receive an honored guest because Wayne Dyer is an honored guest. He was a friend of mine. And he was a lot of things, a friend to a lot of people. I got to know Wayne fairly well. Uh, Wayne was a pain in the ass. But then... Who isn't? <laughs> President Company accepted, of course. <laughs> of course. All right, but who isn't, you know? Uh, but I'll tell you something about Wayne. He was, whether you agree or disagree with him about whatever, one of the most spiritual people I've ever met in my entire life. And what's that mean? I'm not up or a pulpit speaking any kind of platitudes. Spirituality to me has a meaning. Spirituality is a degree to which you perceive yourself connected to everything and anything in the whole blessed bloody universe. Wayne was an incredibly spiritual man. Within the confines of my definition, and I think my definition is not too confining. Mm-hmm. Ain't got anything to do with religion. You can be spiritual and religious or spiritual and have no religion whatsoever. The real issue, I believe, that, and I think that's what was really meant in the U.S. Constitution, was freedom of spirituality. Uh, I think that transcends religion. Nothing transcends spirituality. And Wayne was a spiritual man, and so Earth receive an honored guest. Let me tell you a little bit, a couple of things about Wayne, you know, in, in our history. Um, one time we were doing a radio program together, our radio was, you know, Wayne was uh, in his house in Maui, and I was in L.A., and uh, the host was a guy in Chicago. And uh, he said to me, well, Steve, you know, these values that you're talking about, he said, um, can't you create negative states if you create your own reality? And I said, yeah, John, listen, every stone comes from the same quarry. You can build a prison or a temple with the same stones. 
right? And uh, John said, well, that's pretty clear. And then Wayne goes, or a whorehouse. <laughs> and John immediately said, we have to take a commercial break, folks. We're on, we're on radio, you know. I said, Dr. Dyer, you want to talk about what just went down? I mean, what that come from? He said, I forgot we were on the radio. Oh, <laughs> he thought he was just chatting, huh? That was Wayne. That was Wayne. You know, one time I said to Wayne, um, I was talking about, I said, you know, the things that happen, you don't realize until you happen to glance somewhere or something and go, whoa, what's, what's that? And I said, look at my hair. Now, listen, my father was bald. He was. I was at a big bald spot. Okay. So I expected to be bald. So what? I didn't really care, you know? I mean... And uh, I remember, remember, I'm speaking to Wayne Dyer. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And he said, any idiot can grow hair. I said, yeah, well, that's not the point, is it? It's not about, you know, he said, and I'll tell you something else. Generally speaking, it's fair to say that the more hair you have, the dumber you are. Look at the animal kingdom. He said, so you seem to be getting dumber. Ooh. All right, that was Wayne. Um, there are a million stories about Wayne, uh, you know, and we didn't influence each other. One time, when he was asking, he said to me, "Steve, I've got my pictures in the DMV." I said, "Well, I would hope so, since I've been in a car with you, and you know." Mm-hmm. You know uh, I said, but. Everyone's pictures in the DMV. You know, he goes, well, why isn't it doing anything? I said, because it's just a picture, Wayne. What do you want it to do? He goes, I don't understand. He said, isn't just a picture what you use? And I sent it to you. And I said, Wayne, let me ask you a question. When you walk into Home Depot or Lumber City, whoever and you see there's a chainsaw there. Yeah, I said, you see a stack of wood. Yeah, I said, do you say, why is that saw not cutting the wood? They're tools, Wayne. It, they don't matter. All that matters is you. If you intend to cut that wood, you will do so. Maybe you'll cut it better with a better tool or slower with a worse tool. It's the power of your intention that makes that wood get cut. Well, Wayne wrote a book called The Power of Intention. Sure did. That's, that's the kind of thing that would spark Wayne. And then I called him, I said, it'll be money, that's my title. <laughs> and I can't tell you on the radio what he said. No, but, <laughs> you remembered we're on. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Um, you know what? The man was a giant. Uh, Giants and dwarves all have flaws. But we have lost a giant. And uh, he ain't perfect. He'll be back, folks. He'll be back, and he'll still be a pain in the ass. And we will still love him. And he probably will continue being more responsible for people including spirituality in their lives 
than anyone else you can ever think of. He just did it. Didn't have a pulpit. Didn't really have a title. Everyone's a doctor. Come on. You know? Um, but he uh, was a spiritual leader, and we will miss him. Um, that's enough about that. What happened? I looked to see, you know, uh, they said, they think it might have been the cancer. And I had told me a thousand times, Wayne, I looked at you every way I can. I see no sign of any malignancy, nothing. Um, well, now the papers are saying, well, it wasn't a malignancy, it was his heart. Well, everyone, when they die, it's their heart. You know, if you don't, the heart doesn't get enough blood, it can't, it works too hard, you have a heart attack, and you're dead. But the problem didn't come from your heart. If I withdraw all your blood and you have no blood to pump, your heart's going to really strain hard. But right. that's not a heart problem, it's a blood problem, mm -hmm. and so on and so on. Wayne was, uh, has the frequency, he had the frequency of a chronic bite from an insect. I hadn't checked him in, oh, maybe a couple of years. But Wayne had an understanding with me. If he needed to be checked, he called me and said, hey, take a look, something's bothering me. And he hadn't. So I hadn't, but he, he was bitten by a spider, and uh, it affected the brain stem. And when your brain stem doesn't work properly, you may go to bed and you forget to breathe. Or your heart forgets how to pump, or whatever. And you just don't wake up. Often it's considered it's a probably good way to go if you have to go. Uh, he didn't have to go. But you know what? Don't worry about it, folks. Wayne Dyer will be coming back. We are blessed and cursed with my friend Wayne forever. <laughs> so that's all I can say about that. Now we can continue with our program, Judy. Rest in peace, brother. Okay. Where are we? Where were we? Well, Where are we going? Looks like, according to the list I'm looking at, and I'm double-checking my dates here, last Thursday was August 27th. So we took this listening audience through frequency 8752, which means I show one hereditary imbalance added uh, to the main trays on August 31st, which was, Monday, and I showed then the acquired frequency that you just mentioned that you found. That was also added, uh, the uh, balancing energies added on the 31st of August. And then one more that we were told about yesterday. So two hereditary frequencies. Is that what you've got? Or have you been two hereditary and one acquired. That's yep. exactly right. Okay. And uh, we spoke by 87.52 already. Uh-huh. We, we spoke about that. Yeah. Um, that's an interesting frequency because it's most similar to malaria. And Did you see that present, or did you have a chance to check many people for it, Stephen? Well, I had one I checked very intimately. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was me. Ah, okay. And, and for is... about three nights, when I woke up in the morning, 
And it's been chilly here lately, as I said. Mm-hmm. I woke up, so I slept in a sweatshirt. I tend to throw the covers off me at night. And so if I'm wearing a sweatshirt, that's fine. Um, my sweatshirt for about three night, three mornings in a row was drenched. Mm. Not like a little dab. I'm talking about wet. Well, isn't that what happens with malaria? Yeah. Right. You pour off all this sweat. And then you're cold. You're hot, then you're cold. So 52 was most like malaria. It's gone. It's gone and good riddance. Gone and anybody that had it who's been on the program long enough, just to clarify. Uh, what day did it go on? It went on uh, on the uh, 26th of August, Stephen, which was last Wednesday. Last Wednesday, it's gone in anyone in whom it can be gone. Okay. I thought it was gone. It was in the middle of the week. You know, it's gone. Okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. So just say goodbye. You don't have to worry about it coming back. Not in you anyway, not in me. So that brings us to modern times, which is 8762. Uh, 8762 is wonder of wonders. We're Ketzel imbalance. And uh, first of all, it was similar to B&B, low back and hip joint. And I almost slipped in there, although, you know, it was pretty strong. But after that, it was sort of two skin diseases both of which cause enormous itching. Mm. First one was trench fever. And that's particularly evident around the feet, because you've heard of trench foot. Mm-hmm. It, it's also sometimes around the mouth. That's trench mouth. Right. But that's not nearly as common. But trench foot, um, very, very, very common. And then after that, last and definitely not least, was Borrelia and Serena, which is like the ultimate itching imbalance. And that's 87 to 62. And that went on, what date do you have? That went on the main trays on Monday, the 31st. Right. Well, today is Thursday. Um, and... Uh, I would say it's gone in most people who have it, if not all, but most for sure. It was not that strong. Not that strong, but it was there. Yeah, and, and for if sure. You, had it, you were itching. Yeah, and for, I was going to say for sure, the frequency components that it was similar to, they have shown up in a lot of other frequencies too. So the hope is that maybe well, they won't show up anymore. You always have that problem with specificity because where you have something when you acquire it mm-hmm. and where you have it if it's hereditary may be quite, quite different. So um, right. there is no real consistency. There's some, but it can be routinely inconsistent. Right. 
So, but anyway, and there's individual variations there. But that was 8762. After that, we found something that I put on the main tray because when something can um, cause your demise, I consider it to be reasonably strong. And that was uh, Wayne Dyer Rickettsial Imbalance. Came from an insect, and uh, as I said, it had a few different components. One was in the skin, and I'm shocked because Wayne didn't call me and say, yeah, I'm itching, man. Um, but Wayne sometimes would just shine stuff on, and but it also was in the brain stem, and uh, that's the part that got him. And that's sneaky because it's painless. Mm-hmm. When it doesn't work, when you're itching, you know you're itching. You scratch. Right. You're probably your brainstem. There's no way you know it. It's what? the primitive part of your brain that has to do with remembering to breathe, remembering to you know, having your heart beat, and it works or it don't, and. There you are, or there you ain't. That's about it, and that's what got him. Once again, rest in peace, and we can move on with that, but that was 8713. The fact that it caused that demise, maybe one on every tray. Mm. So it is. Stephen, I was just going to interject here that I know I I have a few of those lovely little uh, spider imbalance frequencies uh, named after me. And I, I'm just, we're just going to throw out there that you, I didn't always, I didn't always, I didn't feel that I'd been bitten or, or see anything, but feel the effects, yeah, but didn't necessarily know I'd even been bitten. Well, that's obviously so. It's not like being bitten by a German shepherd. Right. When you almost always know you've been bitten. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. But if you're bitten by a... a the spiders remember something. A little, little, tiny spider yeah. can bite you, and it's no different than being bitten by a huge insect because they're all huge compared to the size of a virus or something. Right, right. And so um, usually there'll be a little mark somewhere. I've, I know mm-hmm. with you and with others, I'd say, well, take a look on... You know, your right thigh or whatever, here or there, right. you'll find a mark there. Mm-hmm. And it'll be a little mark. It doesn't take much. You could take a little baby needle full of strychnine and put it in your skin, and what was in there would flat out kill you. But your skin would look terrific. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. It, it's not about that. Right. It's not a German shepherd, once again. So, moving past that, we have one more imbalance, and it is currently in there detoxing, defestering, or whatever you want to call it, and that is 8723. 8723. Uh, I have it. It's the last imbalance in me. I cannot find any hint right now. 
now on any other imbalance. Now that's strange. I always find a hint of something. Mm. Not always correct, but <laughs> I find some little thing, something showing up at some level. I can't find it right now. I think we're very, 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 we're that close. It could be it. It could be another two days, three days, a week even. But I don't think it's going to be very long. I think we're right about there. Which is interesting because I said the alternative to total detox was total toxicity. I expected that to commence around September. Commence, begin. It'll get worse and worse and worse. And uh, bear it in mind and look and see if I'm wrong or right about that one, too. I think it's just a coin that you flip one side or the other. I see all this stuff is connected. I just don't know how they're connected. Um, They may be connected fundamentally spiritually, in which case I just may not be good enough to see those linkages. I can only sense if they're there. Um, I'm not someone who can speak about my degree of spirituality or my lack of spirituality. But anyway, 8723, what's it like? Well, first of all, it's most similar to syphilis of the joints. Um, I definitely can attest to that when I'm walking up or down a stair. My knees are creaky. Click, click. You know, it's like, it sounds like marimbas. And, uh, that's happened before and comes and it goes. Well, it's here. It should be gone, I would say, oh, by the end of tomorrow. Shall see. You won't see until Tuesday, but I will. Others will also. It's because I've already found others with this. Um, it's also similar to Mycobacterium ulcerans, and I definitely feel it in my lungs and uh, respiratory system. And last, and definitely not least, tularemia. Urinary frequency, urinary urgency. Interesting, by the way, I still haven't seen hide nor hair of my thumb stuff. Right? Are my thumbs sore? Somewhat, yeah. Not like they were at times, but somewhat. But that very much could be syphilis of the joints. Right. I was just going to say, I think we even mentioned that last week. Yeah. Um, right. I've had some suspicion about that for a while now. Uh, but I definitely feel it in other joints. I feel the ulcerans in my lungs, but not that bad. Not that bad. My throat sounds pretty raspy, but, you know, it's so what? Um, that'll be better, I think, before long. And the raspiness doesn't bother me. I'm not, it's not affecting my breathing to any great extent. Although, I went to bed last night, I had a deep, deep, deep 
pain in my left lung. Hmm. When I got up this morning, it was gone. Gone. I had it for a few days, and then it's gone. It's still there if I shrug my shoulder and move around a little bit, I'll feel it. But that's I feel it. It's about the same as a pain. Um, so, tularemia? Well, I don't know anything about that. I just have to pick it up and urinate <laughs> a couple times a night. Other than that, no, nothing about it, uh-huh. Nothing at all, right. Uh, so, is this the last one? I don't know. I, don't, I think it may be. Uh, if not, it's pretty close. Well, that can, then let's let's clarify that comment too for for some of our listeners that may not not uh, ride with their every word every week here. That when when you when you say that, hopefully that's the last one in you, and you, that you've suspected since forever that you would probably have more hereditary imbalances than anybody else. But you've also told us that it doesn't mean you stop checking for hereditary imbalances that aren't in the database, that there may always be something showing up in somebody. You know, They may be the only one that has it, but you still yeah, want to find but, it. But, but the hell with them. We're talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> i got to stop no, setting you up like that, but yeah. Um, uh, you can't stop because I, I, because I move a little quickly. Yes, this is true. That's having to stop. Um, I can give you a script ahead of time, but what good is that? <laughs> None. I have no compunctions about violating the sanctity of the script, mm-hmm. or crypt for that matter. So, uh, that's what I see, Judy. That's what's left that I can find. Mm-hmm. Now, what you said is true. There, there are many, many imbalances on AIM that I found in someone, and I, found, I never found anyone else, and now I won't know because they're part of AIM, and, you know, it's... I don't look to see what everyone is detoxing every day because there are not nearly that many minutes in the day. Right, right. And there's also not nearly that much interest in the day. Mm-hmm. It's a, I'm interested in what you have that you have not yet begun to detox. What you have that we're not able, we don't know enough about to help you with. And that's what I want to do, find out what that is and help you. But as you've pointed out many, many times, the fewer hereditary imbalances there are to find, mm-hmm. the more time there is to find everything else in life. And the things that the AIM program relate to, other than disease frequencies, become bigger and more every single day because Life is fundamentally a spiritual process. And the AIM program has to do with just that, the power. Thank you, Wayne. The power of intention. It's like everything else, you know. Our technology is great in some levels and totally non-existent in others. But when we come to treating and curing, we are limited to uh, our technology and how it applies and why it applies and when it applies, which we don't know a hell of a lot about anyway. We really don't. 
I mean, it's so common for people to go in for a hangnail, and whatever happens, happens. And somehow, my God, went in for a hangnail, now he's dead. and that's, that, that's common. On the other hand, it's also pretty common for someone to be given three months to live, and now, ten years later, they're playing tennis. Mm-hmm. We don't really know that much about treatment. But we know almost nothing about healing. Healing is what life is primarily about. And as I've said countless times, I know a lot of physicians, and anyone worth anything will tell you, the biggest factor in taking care of their patients is the patient's capacity to heal. It ain't there, not much you can do. And if it is there, it covers a multitude of sins because they're going to heal. It's that simple. If you have a weakness and you injure yourself, well, you used to move pretty well until this happened to him or that happened to him. But if the same thing happens where there's no weakness, something happens, he's laid up for a little while, he gets better, and then he's back to square, he's fine. Mm-hmm. But that's the patient's responsibility. That is what healing is all about. And... uh I guess with our work, it becomes our responsibility, too. We have volunteered for this job of figuring out what it is people need to heal and helping them, helping them, nudging them, goading them, kicking them, whatever it takes to say you need to heal yourself. And most people, fortunately, are nudgeable and goadable some aren't, but most are. So, here we are. Um, am I close to the very end of finding hereditary imbalances? I think so. I'm nowhere near even beginning to have a hint where the end is of the work that we have to do with the AIM program. Nowhere near. Because life is not just the absence of disease. Life is the creative process. And your life, your life, should be a creative process. We can help with that. And we do that just as we can and do help with that goading and nudging of you healing yourself. So uh, I'm not quite ready to retire. <laughs> nope. Uh, not quite. Close. Not even close, that's for sure. So what do you have, by the way, Judy? Let's see. Well, I had, uh, there, there, there's a couple of things that I, I wanted to, to discuss um, briefly here, Stephen, and, and for everybody's benefit, but also... Um, for the benefit of people who maybe they haven't been on the AIM program um, that long, uh, a lot of a lot of things, as I said earlier in the intro, 
a lot of things have evolved over the years, and there are some things that aren't specifically covered in the book. One of, one of the things I wanted to talk about quickly, we've talked about it a lot, I know, but how these frequencies layer, because there's still some people that we hear from that say, well, you know, Stephen, may, maybe he's toward the end or almost there, but I still have an X issue. You know, it's got, a, it's got a label. Maybe it's a particular skin issue that they, they think, you know, AIM hasn't been able to help them to heal, when in reality there's probably a gazillion different imbalances that they've had to work their, their way through over time. Am I right? Um, yes. We really have a problem focusing on more than one thing at a time. You know, you could be have a lot of serious problems, but I know a solution to most of them. All I've got to do is make sure you need a root canal badly. And until you have that root canal over with, you've only got one problem as far as you're concerned. Mm. You need a root canal. The hell with everything else. That's the wonder of the gift of a toothache. Hmm. Um, We can't focus on a lot of things at once. And so if you still have that toothache, as far as you're concerned, everything's the exact same. The fact that your pancreas didn't work and now it does, yeah, well, so what? Your lungs, your liver, your this, your that. Nothing's changed. My tooth still hurts. Bingo, yeah. That is, yes, bingo indeed. Mm -hmm. That is the subjective, ugly subjective reality of our lives. Yeah, hard hard for us to appreciate the likely hundreds of potentials for negative manifestations that we no longer have. Hard to appreciate that if there's still some lingering issue. Look... I have, I, I've, how many times have I been to a physician in the past 30 years? Uh, maybe twice, I don't know. I think maybe that. Um, other than when I had an insurance policy and I had to have a mandatory exam because, you know what I mean? I'm talking about where I went to a doctor. You know, once when I tore my ligament and my knee, well, I went to the doctor because, I was carried there because I couldn't move. Um, But, uh, you know, a couple times in the last 30 years, I have lived far longer than anyone in the history of my family. Without a doubt, it was the um, what's the opposite of longevity? Brevity. It was Mm -hmm. the brevity of life that interested me in this to begin with, interested me in me. It was an easy thing. What do you care about, Steve? Me. Okay, that's reasonable. Uh, That's what got me started. And uh, yet if something bothers me, here I am, a really card-carrying geriatric, um, so... This is what's wrong with me. That's it. It hasn't changed. still bothers me. And if I were, you know, if I were over 100, which not quite yet, 
I still say the same thing. But you don't understand. This is bothering me. My back still itches or whatever. That's just the nature of our lives, you know. It's okay. But some people don't get that. And it's it amazes me. But that's okay. A lot of things amaze me anyway, so I can have always room for more amazement. So that's that. What else do you have? Well, that kind of brings me to the second point, too, because I just want to clarify, again, for people that that may be new here, that uh, we're not saying, you know, you might not need medical attention. And and one of the things that that um, I think we, we like to remind people of, Stephen, as they're starting out on the on the program, we actually have about one of our Q&As uh, talks about this. If they're on medications, um, that as we can't predict what their healing process may be like as they're going through all of these hereditary imbalances that they're healing. So things can fluctuate. I know years ago uh, we, had a, we put a notice out regarding a frequency, a particular one, one of several, that uh, had impact likely on the, the uh, physical manifestation of diabetes type 2. So you wanted everybody to just be aware. Watch, watch things because they can fluctuate. And since then, I think we've learned that a lot of things can fluctuate. And we do have to, you know, if we're on medications, we have to monitor. Uh, uh, yeah, but it's, it's even worse than that, Judy, because, for example, I, used, I had a long, a series of long discussions with Evan about this because um, – his mother had cancer, and she was a patient of ours. A cl- no, she was a client of ours, and we helped her. She was a patient of mine before this, so it's, you know. Patient when um, you had your private practice. I had my practice, yeah, that's okay. why. So okay. But then she became a client of ours, and I could no longer at one point find the frequency of cancer. She felt great. She went from feeling sick all the time and weak to feeling strong and great. And uh, she had resisted all treatment. Finally, her MDs persuaded her just to be safe. Let's have one more round of chemo. Mm. Well, wasn't that long right after that that she died? And she, we said we looked, and cause of death was, was toxicity from mm-hmm. from chemical toxicity mm-hmm. from chemo. Yeah. Of course, they don't say they'll say it, it, it's it was the cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'm convinced in my heart of hearts it was not. And uh, that's number one. Number two, you can't have this chemo unless you sign a statement that you have been informed. This stuff may kill you, but you mm-hmm. want it anyway. That way, if it does cause any damage, it ain't there for you. See, you wanted it anyway, didn't you? Here we have it in writing. You signed it. Mm. If you don't sign it, you can't have it. Well, that's part of our life here. Yeah. I would, and I, that's good coverage, but I was more referring to things like anything from blood pressure medications to thyroid medications, insulin, whatever, whatever it may be, and just want to interject, too. We've got lots of testimonials where people have commented on no longer needing certain medications. I have a, a, a participant who recently, um, and, and she's you know mature lady like <laughs> like many of us are. She no longer needs her blood pressure medication. She's been on it for a long time, and yet some people are still on. I still take thyroid, uh, a natural thyroid medication, just because you know mine mine shut down 
quite a few years ago. But it's just that, that things can fluctuate as we heal. I know we've talked, it's been a long time, but I know we used to talk about, there were a few frequencies where we talked about um, impact on blood pressure. I think Eileen had that frequency, and I did too. We were checking periodically to see what was going on with it, as I recall. But, um, yeah, the, the, uh, I'm sorry to hear about Evan's mom, by the way. Um, that's a, that's well, it's been many years now. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't make my real point. Evan was so pissed off that he wanted to make it a rule that if you're taking any kind of um, medication with the potential for danger, you couldn't be on the AIM program. Whoa. And I said, we cannot interfere uh-huh. with treatment. No. We cannot interfere with MDs. We do what we do, which is helping people heal. Mm-hmm. And if you do something that does or does not cause your demise, that is not our concern. Mm-hmm. Not what we do. Right. And uh, it's just worth noting that. Mm-hmm. And one more thing that people also don't seem to realize. If you have, let's call a flu, it's a common enough term, right? Mm-hmm. And that's an intestinal. So there it is in your liver, in your gallbladder, in your stomach, your uh, larger small intestine, and there you are over the pot, nauseous. Okay? Or on mm-hmm. top of the pot, whatever it is. Right. Well, that was the flu. It gets better, you get better, end of story. Or if it's respiratory and you're coughing, you can't breathe. Uh, you know what I mean? Well, mm-hmm. that was the flu. Now you can breathe, it was, it's gone. Hey, listen, be a positive man, it's gone, don't worry about it. What makes you think you can't get a bug that goes to the thyroid or the pancreas? Mm-hmm. Or the parathor, whatever. There is no reason in the world to assume that. Mm-hmm. You know, I know personally with me of a half a dozen people, more than a half a dozen, who I've been told that they need to go on insulin. And I suggested to them at the time, I said, you know what, a lot of tests are like false positive. Why don't you go back and have another one? Wait a week or two. Mm-hmm. Have another one. Yeah. And they did, and it was fine. And the MD goes, well, I don't know what happened here, but you know what, it doesn't matter. You're fine. Mm-hmm. Well, how they have something wrong with their pancreas? This is known, for example, with the, with the uh, prostate. Right. And it is known that the that the PSA, the standard prostate test, is at least 50% false positive. Why? Because if you catch a cold or something, you can go there. And if it ain't working, you're going to fail your PSA test. And then you get better, and so it's working again. And so what? There's just a little bit of common sense here, folks. Yeah. No, I think that, yeah, that's at different points in your life, your thyroid may not work and it gets better, or your prostate, or your this or your that. 
you need to know whether it is a chronic condition or you just feel lousy that week. Right. Mm-hmm. There is a difference. Yep. And uh, I don't think that <clears throat> our society has a big handle on it. Although yep. there are many MDs whom I know who often say, well, you know, it looks like you got some... Why don't you come back in a week or two? Let's take another look. Yeah. Yep. I've, they don't I've make a big it. deal about mm-hmm. it. They just mm-hmm. say, hey, well, you know what? Come back in a week or two. We'll take another look. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's, it's like you reminded us on Tuesday when you were talking about Wayne there, too, and you 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 told that story before, too, about advising him that, you know, something going on with his heart outside of energetic frequencies, and he, did, he argued with you, like, now, 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 now. And he ended up needing something done medically. That's the ideal way for things to work. I, I think that's kind of the wording you used on Tuesday, that sometimes things like that can be fixed. They, they need to be fixed. I am the last person to say mm-hmm. we don't need MDs. There are times when we need MDs. When I tore my knee up, I didn't go. My ligament was no longer attached. Wow. I didn't go to a crystal healer, I needed the ligament attached. Mm. And uh, I needed to have it in a cast. And uh, that's, you know, I wanted the person, I wanted to to go to an orthopedic surgeon who could do it. Sure. Uh, I think that we need to stop competing with each other and recognize there is a synergy involved. Mm-hmm. Right. And say, you know, in this situation you need this and you may need that or that and you may need this. And just say, you know, there's, there are many needs. Let's see what it is. It's that simple. Indeed, sir. Well, we have uh, filled up this 50 minutes of this call. Appreciate that. And we have a long weekend coming up here, Labor Day weekend. Absolutely. And we filled up that time. I, had, I said almost nothing. <laughs> Not true. Not you true. Are, you're got, very long-winded uh, today. Yeah, yeah, I know. Some. Yeah, and it amazes me how much I can write while I'm talking, too. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just throw that in there. Well, listen, let, let me wish you and everyone listening and even those fools who aren't listening, <laughs> let me wish you all a great holiday weekend, and I'll talk to you next week. Wonderful. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Stephen. Okay, dear. Have a, have, have a great weekend. Bye, Eileen. Bye, everybody in the okay. office. Have a, well de- have a well-deserved uh, long weekend. And all of our listeners, we will see you. I hear you. I hear your little voice there. We will see you all next week. Take good care, everybody. Bye-bye for now.